Hey everybody, welcome to the Beautiful Shifts podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chantel. We're so excited to share with you some inspiring stories. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now it's easier to walk I can see the road before me I am not afraid to fall Welcome to the Beautiful Shifts podcast today. Um, our episode today is with my amazing sister-in-law, Katya. Hi, Katya. Hi. How Hi. are you? Good. Hi. <laughs> We're so excited to have you today, to have you share your story. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. Thanks for being willing. <laughs> okay. Katya Garn is 41 years old and was born and raised in Colombia. She came to the United States when she was 25, when she was studying for her second career. She has lived in the United States for 15 years. Half of the time was in California, and now she lives in Western Florida. She studied law, international relations, and fashion design. Katya has been married for 15 years to an American, and they have one daughter that is 13 years old. So we're super excited. I just know a little bit about you from Chantille and from what you sent in your um, outline, and it sounds like it's going to be an awesome story. So yeah, yeah. excited. Do you mind saying your whole name? Because I think it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. My name is Katia Vanessa Salazar Ferrer. Now it's Katia Garn, you know. But in, in Latin America, we use the both um, last names. So it's Katia Vanessa Salazar Ferrer. Love it. Yeah. See, I think it's so, so pretty, pretty, but I yeah. can't say it as pretty as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Katia's transition to moving to America and kind of getting acclimated to American culture and marrying an American. And then also recently she lost her father. So that's obviously a big transition. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, and as most stories go, there's always many other transitions within the transitions. So we'll just start with her story and kind of go from there. She has a really cool story and has so much wisdom. I feel like whenever I'm around Katya, one, she makes me feel good about myself. She's very complimentary. You always, um, just say such nice things. And then I also feel like you're very motivating. Like you're very, you know, this life is what it is. And so you have to, you know, take the best of it and be positive. And so I'm just excited for you guys to learn about her story and about her and just, um, I don't know. She's amazing. So thank you. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, the first thing that I saw when I came from Colombia about United States, when I see all these uh, people that I know at the at that moment, and everybody say, no, I was in depression, and depression, I was in medication because I was depressed. And I was thinking, you know, as a Latin, we don't have time or money to think about depression. You know what I mean? So was my first thought, thought was like, we don't have, as a Latin, we don't have time to be depressed. <laughs> you know? And what is that? It's because we live in, in the middle of the chaos. Like, uh, it's a lot of garbage, it's crime, it's uh, a poverty. Uh, so you don't have time to think about, oh, I'm depressed, I will be at home. No, you need to go stand up and live with the problems. So I think that that's the most important structure that we have as a Latin. That life includes bad moments, includes suffering, is uncertain, so it's part of our life. So what is the option? To sit down in a, in a couch or to stand up and live with that 
but also find beauty in this life. And how do you, you find beauty in this life? You need to put intention in every detail. What I see, okay, that as American, I, you guys are like more practical, more comfy, you know, they dress like a, you know, teacher, sneakers. And I say, you know what, that's something that it, it, it got my attention because I say, you know, we don't like comfy clothes. We like to be pretty. <laughs> that is one thing about Katya. She, first of all, she's very fashionable. And whenever I need fashion advice, I turn to her. I was going to a wedding in Mexico. I did not know what to wear. I didn't know how the weddings would be. It was a Catholic wedding with an amazing reception. We were doing all these different tours of Guadalajara. And she sent me so quick, like, wear this to this and this to the reception and this to the party. And, um, yeah, and we always say, oh, we're going to get our comfy clothes on. And she's like, oh, we don't, we do not. We want to look good all the time and we want to dress up. I need to put attention, you know, and in, even, even in the decoration of your house. That made you, you wake up, you, you, do, you made your bed, and then you go around your house and it's the colors, the decoration have to speak to yourself. And that's the scene that I think that that's the key of life. Is the small details, is the intention that, that you put it on it. So that's as a Latin that when I came, I said, you know what? I love you guys, the, the culture that you have here. And I learned a lot of things about you guys, but I want to keep that for myself. And I want to teach my family. I want to uh, uh, teach my husband how, how we have these uh, tools. Because now I know that they are, they are tools to use it in order to find beauty in this life because it's a hard life. I think that you, that's a good like description of what you brought to our family when you married into our family is color, you know, just happiness and being you and bringing that culture into our family has been amazing. And I love it so much because, um, and that's what's so cool about America. That is really what America is. It's different cultures coming from all over and, and making America. I mean, we had mentioned in Whitney's interview, my daughter about going to New York and it was so cool. Everywhere you went, different languages, different cultures, different looks, different everything. And I just loved it so much. You know, sometimes in Utah, we don't get that cultural, um, you know, diversity. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, what she brings just her culture and her positivity and her just her colorful self to our family. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So cool. It's also important that I, I grew up in a family that my parents, both of them, they were professionals, so they got married when they around they they were forties. So it's something that uh, that sounds weird, but for Latins is is common because we need to wait uh, to have your career established, your money, your bank account with money. You know, because we don't have government programs or something like that. We don't have any help, so you need to figure out that first, and then you. I start to think about get married and have a family and everything like that. So I came with that structure also, but um, my parents, both of them, believe that the family have to be together. We don't believe in divorce. Um, why? Because it, it's, it's a struggle. Life is to work hard constantly in everything, in a friendship, as a daughter, as a mother, you know, as a as a couple. You need to work. It will be a lot of challenge. It will be a lot of boredness. It will be a lot of problems. But you need to continue because at the end of the time, that's the most powerful tool that you have, that you have your family. It's like your shelter. It's your strength. 
we have that uh, very like in our in one in our belief. So as a family, that found that very very beautiful. And my my father was a doctor, and my mother was a principal of this Catholic school from boys. So you can imagine how strong she is. <laughs> yes, all boys. And I have just a one brother, four years older than me, and he's a doctor also in Colombia. So. Yeah, that's my little family. And I came when I was 25 um, with the idea to meet this guy that I met online. I'm pretty sure that he was the love of my life. <laughs> yeah, didn't you tell me you always dreamed of marrying a blonde hair, blue-eyed guy? You didn't know how you're going to find him in Colombia. <laughs> but I knew that it would be somewhere. And I, and I, I, I dream about him. I dream about him, and I think that is also one of my beliefs that you, your mind can create your reality. And I create him, and I found him, and I keep him. Oh, so it was Nate. It was or, Nate. Sorry, not Nate. Yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's said Nate. Nate. Yeah, yes. her husband is my husband's brother. Brother, right. So yeah. so that's the guy that you met online, and you and you came to America. Yeah, like, uh, oh, cool. it, it was mean to be. You know, it, it was, uh, we start talking about this. I don't know if you guys remember about this application, uh, MySpace, this webpage, MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we started talking around six months, I think. And, and then the opportunity in my school came to me that say, okay, you need to go to an internship or you need to perfection your English. Uh, and this is the option that you have. And I see, and it was San Diego. And he lived in San Diego, and that, but at that time I don't have the money to be, to to buy the entire program. But something happened that we found the money, and yeah, and um, I came and I say, well, that's you know that's my second my plan B, because if like the thing doesn't work and the, there is no sparking when I saw, when I see him, I come back to my country because. Um, my history as a Latin is different. I don't want to cross the border because I don't have anything in Colombia. No, I used to have a good life there. I used to have like a good future professional-wise, you know. And I want, actually, I met him. I said, let's go and move to Colombia. But <laughs> he said, no, okay, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my plan B was if nothing happened, I will come back and, and that's it. But mm -hmm. he proposed me and I stayed with him and... And I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we were. Wow. Yeah, we were lucky enough to live. They moved out to Marietta by us when we lived in California. So, yeah, when we, but we need to mention that not only that he was Mormon. So that's he was Mormon. Oh. Yes, that's a different culture in itself for you. Yes. Something yeah. to be an American, but Mormon. That's different. You know, I didn't know anything about Mormon religion, and I I I was learning every day with him. And I decided to get baptized in order to go deeper to that belief. Why? Because like I, like I mentioned, in my culture, there is a, uh, a lot of influence of different religions, beliefs, um, countries, and we are very open. But I also admire the faith about people, you know, because I don't have it like that strong in my life. Like religion is not the structure of my life. The structure of my life is my family, the value that they gave me, and all the experience that I live in my journey. That's my structure. And I know that, that God loved me in that way. I believe in God, but I don't need um, 
a religion to have a structure. It was different for him. Right. His structure was the religion. Yeah. And now I, I start to, to think, wow, this is deep. You know, I will, uh, I respect that and I want to, to learn more about that. And I was learning and learning and learning. I say, well, something here doesn't sound right to me. Um, I will give this a step back and you need to decide if you want to continue or not, because this is what I believe, that we don't need that. Yeah, so that is mm. quite the transition, you know, coming as a Colombian to America. So that's a huge transition. And then marrying an American and then marrying an American that was religious when you hadn't grown up. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask, did you grow up with um, going to church or going to any kind of religion now that this came up? Um, it's just kind of interesting to me. Or like you said, you just had a belief in God and everything, but was that placed um, just, yeah, how, how did that kind of belief come to be? Did you go to church regularly I was, or I, not? I, I went to church every day in Colombia for 15 years because oh. my school was Catholic and non Catholic nuns, those girls. Oh, okay. And actually now that I'm older, I still find peace in this place called church. You know, I go there sometimes mm. and not for the mass. I just go and pray um, because I feel peace there. So it's something inside of me that that is strong, uh, but it's not mm -hmm. fundamental. It's not like uh, something that I need to do this to be in order. I think that uh, the love of God mm. is uh, in, like that doesn't doesn't have a measure. God loves you the way you are. So, yeah, but I, I grew up in a strong Catholic structure. My mom was the principal of Catholic school for boys. And every Sunday we, we went to the church. Oh, interesting. But uh, in, like the difference with Catholics and Mormons is that it's not like, um, give me your phone and I will call you to this um, during the week. This person will, will go to your house and do visits and... You need to read the, the script. No, it's more more about freedom, the, the way that you dress. Everything is different, you know? Yeah, it's more individual. Like, it's not like, yeah, there's not so much structure and maybe things you have to do, just you're kind of choosing. I mean, not that you have to in Mormonism necessarily either, but there is, it seems like there's more structure. And not to go back in your story too much, but I think it's really interesting. So you grew up going to a Catholic school and then your mom was the principal of a Catholic school um were those like connected to each other or were they, they were different the same the same community oh they were so, like, yeah the okay. and then... so you probably interacted with your mom a lot i mean i'm assuming like even day to day with school and everything huh. yeah, oh so okay. you were were you were in an all-girls school so it would, as well? it, it would be the, it, it, the same community of catholic because catholic have different okay. communities um with different points of view you know, I don't know if you guys know that, but like, for example, the community, the, the community that I um, was in, in my school is the Agustinos. So they just want to help. So it's more about charity, how to help others. So every community have a focus and this focus oh. is how to help your community. In this case, in Colombia, that you have the resources uh, the money to help people so you go and build houses and do christmas for them you know it's about charities mm. that's awesome oh, that's really cool um really quick just because we're talking about where you grew up i know there's some famous people from your town you want to tell us who those people are 
the funny stories is, is the most important part. So, uh, uh, from Barranquilla, Sofia Vergara was born, you know, Sofia Vergara. From, Mortar, yeah, from modern family. Was born yes. in Barranquilla and also Shakira. That she's my daughter. And Shakira, yeah. Oh, Shakira too. Yeah. And you met, you met her, saw her, right? Shakira? Sofia lived in this street. I was in the middle. Shakira was in the old. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Cool. Yeah, and Katya reminds me of Sofia all the time. She does, yeah. And even how she's saying, like, she dresses. Uh -huh. and, yeah. Well, and, yeah, she exudes that, like, you dress up and yeah. you look beautiful all the time. And, right. Oh, and we need to go back because I know you have some funny, um, like, an interesting fact about yourself. You'd mentioned just some some of the funny stories between Latin culture and American culture. Do you have some to share with us? I, I remember the first time that I went to Idaho. So we went to the spring, the spring waters. I don't know what is the name. It's for the lava. The hot springs. Hot springs, yeah. Oh, lava hot springs, yeah. Um, my husband told me, yo, you can you can change in the women's bathroom. And I said, okay, yeah. And, and my sister-in-law, uh, Tara and, and Allison went with me. I think I just started, actually. And I just get naked in front of them. And she was like, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I still remember her face was like. <laughs> I'm sure Tara's like, like, oh. I'm like, you know, like. Just the towels going around, and she, she was like, "What I mean? No, you cannot do that here." <laughs> and I was with like a small bikini in there, you know, in Idaho Falls, the upper. <laughs> and everybody was like, "Okay, you cannot do that here." It's something. It's something like uh, we grew up like that, you know. Like women, we have the same. You can get naked. You don't, we don't have that. Um, uh, say, the modesty of yeah. like yeah being embarrassed yeah. of your body exactly yeah. so that's one of the, the, the stories that i remember i don't know if you remember something tilly do you remember anything yes. um well i just for some reason i loved that you just words like that would come up like you love the word tippy toe you're like we don't have a word for that like what is that tippy toe and you just love that word <laughs> i thought that was so funny and then 24 7 like when people say oh let's oh that's 24/7. all it's 24 7 you're like we do not have oh, like a funny. word for that like meaning all the time or you I, know? I was like sophia tried, tried to translate in the idioms remember like i say oh yeah oh there was one about like watch looking through someone as they're standing in front of it, something about a donkey but it means that you're you're there in your way. I mean, there's been so many. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. If you are watching TV with your family and somebody is like, you know, cover the screen or whatever, you don't say, excuse me. You say the skin of the donkey is not clear. The skin. <laughs> skin of the donkey. Oh, the skin of the donkey. Like you can't see through you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you got to move because you're and in the way. it's the donkey. Try to say it in English and everybody's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're like, I can't see through the donkey. Yeah, the donkey's like, what donkey? Clear. There's not a donkey in this room. Are you calling me a donkey? <laughs> the sense of humor is different. In America, it's more like, uh, how do you call it? Sarcastic. Sarcastic. And we have more double sense. You know, like, it's more like what, what, uh, that's what she said, for example. Something like that. It's, not, it's like the, the joke oh. that you guys say. Oh, yeah, like that's what she that said. Yeah. Oh, that's more your, yeah, oh, your humor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you have any um, any more examples of you know funny American crossovers with Latin? You so probably have so yeah, many. So but... many, like I well, you know that we live with our where my parents six years, and the difference between cultures start to get worse and worse because um, as a Latin we get involved in everything of your child. 
it's not like I, I have my mother-in-law and she come here and she doesn't mess with my decoration or she doesn't give you like you know like her opinion as a Latin right you don't do that you you say it you come in you change things yeah you give if your somebody opinion. is yeah. short you say you are short you are tall we are like direct you know what I mean like you are <laughs> You are doing awful with your marriage, like for example, something like that. They do, <laughs> you know. And uh, every time that we have an, any small discussion, I get over it with my husband in an hour. My mom is still mad with him, like for three days at least. At least, oh, like happy <laughs> face, good morning. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> because she, she is not agree, and she's not agree with him. So that's that's Latin. We are so sincere, and I think that is something interesting. You know that you, you that you guys can learn about us uh, is because I think that the way that we talk about about what we feel about everything is a way to heal. Yeah, because you're very honest. You yeah. don't keep it. You don't keep it any bad. Bad thinking, any bad, um, you know, like feeling, and yeah. So now out. I feel it. I feel that it's another strong tool that I have inside of me. That uh, every sit- every painful situation, I just want to talk. I'm very social, very social, and I found that as a woman, we have this um, connection that sometimes people say that is not good and people and women destroyed each other and whatever i don't i don't feel that way it's because we talk about our personal stuff guys don't do that you know so then you have this strong connection with somebody and you start to go to talk about your feeling at the end of the time it's a therapy because you can find a wisdom in the other people you can uh, find a good the words that you need to hear and I think that is something that uh, 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 this tool that I have also help other people. Like you told me, your words help me a lot when you talk to me. You know, I remember that I talked to you this message and I love that message. And, and I say, yeah, because you know what? We need to talk about positive stuff. We need to to ask people, how are you doing? And help people with this tool that, that we have as a woman. Yes. Mm. You, yeah, I... I've been through some hard things and you're, yeah, the way you say things and the words that you, you know, would message me were just so powerful because it was so honest, so real. And so, like I talked about in the beginning, so motivating, like you can do this. You are strong. We need you how you are. And I love that because it is kind of sometimes, and maybe this is not a, I don't know how you'd say this in Spanish, but we beat around the bush. <laughs> you know, we, we you like, don't say things we, yeah, straight out. Yeah. There's like true. something we want to address, but we're like, mm, let's not go directly to it. Let's go around it and see if we can not have to talk about it directly. And so it is a good lesson to, you know, learn from your co- culture that way. And from you that sometimes being direct can work totally. out better. Totally. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to be direct because it's sometimes it's a hard conversation or you might feel like you might be hurting someone's feelings if you're bringing something up that they said or did. But in the long run, like you said, you get it over with because you get it out there. Let's talk about it. Let's fix it. You know, let's not dwell on it and let it fester inside and get more angry or more frustrated or more sad or whatever, but just to focus on it. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Straight ahead. Well, like she said, like that's a lesson kind of a gift that she can share with the people around her. I mean, even me just hearing her say that, I'm like, man, I need to be better at that. Like just being able to 
because sometimes it is out of maybe my own anxiety. Like, am I going to say something that someone takes wrong? So maybe I hold back and saying what I really want to say, but you won't want to say it so correctly. But I feel like, you know, your personality is like, I'm just going to say what I'm feeling. And because we need to get to that anyway. So yeah, anyway, yeah. that's really cool. I love that. And I'm sure it has been a huge benefit to your family, you know, to the Garns and just everyone. Totally. As a you, couple so. too, you need, you need to share with, with them every day, every feeling. I think that is, a, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. your spouse. Yeah. Uh, for and sure. With your kids. Yeah. And right. Then, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, so maybe we can go back and you tell us a little bit more about, so you met Jake and so you'd gone to San Diego met him and then did, did you guys just hit it right off like how did how did that kind of I don't know it was like a it was so bizarre because now that I need to talk with my daughter about it I don't want that she do that you know because that was kind of <laughs> don't do what I did yeah <laughs> risky it was risky but yeah we I think that um at the second week we start to live together like we start to live together in the second week that we met and then we get married. We met in June and we got married in November. Mm. It's yeah, very, yeah. But guess what? My parents did the same. They met. Yeah. So they got married at, at the, you know, one month after they met and they were together 45 mm. years, which makes you think about um, when you have time to think the, you know, to think <laughs> about the decision that you need to take sometimes you get you know what I mean I don't want to do it or something happened I think that those kind of decisions you don't need to give it so much mind I you need to believe in what you're feeling and I feel the connection mm. it was very very strong and look luckily for us it, it was true you know because because we're still married and I think that we are perfect to each other I think that Jake I don't know what happened. I don't. I always ask Jen, "Are you sure you've never been in Colombia or something?" Because that guy is. I mean, he's Colombian. He's Colombian. Yeah, he's more Latin than American. Totally. Oh wow. He loves the culture. So loves I, the like language. I told you, yeah. it was meant to be. The, his mission was in Colombia. We didn't meet him there, but he felt the connection to the country, through the, to col- the culture. Yeah, he yeah. did the click, and that's why he he has inside of him. And life brought me to the picture, but um, yeah, it, it's very bizarre because it's weird, uh, you know, that we, because in in my, in, the, in Colombia we are, I don't know if you guys watched Encanto, the movie, this, yeah, yes. you know, everything was around dancing, for example, we are such a happy culture and everything for mm-hmm. us is dancing, music, loud, every, every, everything is a celebration and it's, it's philosophically, yeah, it's, it's something deep inside that. It's like a dancing under the storm because Colombia is not a perfect place, but for us, it's a perfect place. And I, I think that it, it makes me, it shape my way to see the life different. I, I always feel like life is so beautiful in every second. I, I just love to be alive. I love to be alive. I love the challenge. I, I, I feel like a fighter. Uh, with every challenge, and I and I love that. I love about, uh, I love that about my culture totally. That's beautiful. I mean, I haven't spent time in Colombia yet, although we are going to plan a trip. You can so you can give us a tour around Colombia. But I went to Mexico and to a wedding, and it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had because, like you said, it is so happy. The culture everywhere we went, there was 
you know, mariachi bands and excitement and they, they make you feel so welcomed. And, um, the wedding was one of the coolest experiences ever. I mean, you know, I'd never been to a Catholic ceremony, so that was beautiful and different, but then the reception itself was just so full of just party and dancing and music and, and just feeling, and everybody was so excited to meet us and to have us there. And you just, I was like, well, I don't <laughs> want to leave. Or, and I was like, I want to have a party like this, but I can't. Yeah, I don't have- that's one another story. You know, like the first time that I spent Christmas with you guys, I say to Jay, what is the music? Oh, no, we don't hear music. You know, we eat and we play games. And I'm like, oh, what is the music? So what what you guys do? Oh, we watch Christmas movies. And I'm, oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So it was different, but it's beautiful too. Yeah. At the end of the time, you guys, in the it's most important the time that you share with your family, and that's amazing too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that is beautiful, both of the cultures. So I love it. Yeah, and it's cool that you get to mix them, and you can kind of take the things from the Colombian culture that you love and bring that to your family and to our family. Um, and to our listeners right now, and then take what you love about the American culture and combine them into a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's it's, what I was just thinking. I think. Yeah, and I something that I learned about my dad also that that was the recently transition that I want to talk with you guys about uh, losing losing up somebody that is important. Yeah, so you lost your dad. How long has it been? Since March of this year. So this will be the first Christmas without him. And I can even write a book about that guy because he was so amazing. So, you know, I, I, like, I feel that he was the filter for every sadness, every problem that we have. My, my mom has a strong personality. It's more like a negative, you know, she always feels that everything is a tragedy. And he was the one that put that filter and came you know, with a beautiful understanding, uh, the point of view the of view that he has is about, you can do it, you are strong, that's nothing, stand up and continue, laugh about it. Yeah, yeah he always mm-hmm. happy when I saw him and always, yes, a smile on his face and kind of dancing around and just yeah. a happy person. Yes. Yeah, Positive. But, but when you feel that emptiness that somebody special left in your life, is when you when you realize, oh my gosh, I cannot do it. It's so painful. It's a this pain is like freezing for me. I I I, I can't even move. I can't even think. I my life is stopped. I don't know if I can be the same person. And I I have this I don't know period of time. It was short, but very deep that I thought that I won't be the same. You know that that I won't be the same. But I found. Um, amazing tool that it was um, to think about my daughter. I think that as a mother, you don't have the option to be sad, to be, to, to you know, to, to be inside of uh, sad and, uh, and, and stay without do anything. No, you cannot have that option because you have those kids that are watching you and you are their sample and they need you. They need you the same. And they will remember how can you address this problem. So I say, you know what? I need to stand up and, and Mia needs to see this strong lady that I am because I want that, he, that she will be the same. And then I start to, it's like a 
you need to visualize the pain as a, uh, a dark cloud, you know, visualize it. And then you go through this and you can do it. And then you will see the sun. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. I, oh, because yeah. something is sure that you guys know, life always have uncertain, always have problems, painful tragedies. And you need to get over that. You know, you need to learn how to live with those events and how can you approach them because it will it won't be one it will be a lot of them you know what i mean yeah 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 so you need to learn how to deal with that and um and to stand up and continue and i think that um besides your kids you need to think about the like i told you the other day if you are a good human being that's the most important thing that you did with your life. Because it's hard. It's hard to be a human being, a, a, a good human being, you know. It's hard to always give life to people. It's hard to be good as a person. And that's what I told you about you. You are an amazing person and I need you, I need the same chantile ever and ever. You know? <laughs> and that's why you need to think about it. That's the harder part part for everyone. And I think that that's the challenge that you have every day. Wake up and, and give your best for your friends, for your family, for your kids, for your husband. And because we don't know anything about the future. Life is now. It's today. Yes. I mean, that's simple as that. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I love that perspective of, like you said, there's going to be dark clouds. And the only way to get through that dark cloud is to go through the dark cloud and get to the sun on the other side. Yeah. And to wake up every day. Yeah. With like a purpose and with today is all I have. I don't, I'm not promised anything else. So live it in my best way. Be a good human, you know, do these things for the people you love and for yourself. And sometimes it's hard to do stuff for yourself. So if, if it starts out being for your daughter, for your parents, for your husband, for your children, it's easier. And then you can kind of learn to also do it for yourself so that you can be a happy, positive person and help others. Cause if you're your best self, then you can help others in the best way. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Cause sometimes if we're going through something really hard, yeah, we look to like our kids, like, okay, I've got to do this for them, you know, but if that gets us to the next step, then maybe we can start seeing, Oh, I feel better. Okay. I'm doing this for me too. And yeah, you had a lot of like awesome analogies all right yeah. in that yeah, was little beautiful. minute or so. That I was think really that, good. um, that like you told about, the relation with yourself, I think that's the hardest relation that you have. Because to know yourself and to take time to dedicate it for you is hard. It's hard, especially especially for you guys that start to be mom earlier. I always think about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's hard to take that moment to understand your essence, to, to understand yourself and be totally happy. Because I think that it's important to have your feelings in order to project it in your exteriors. If that's another thing, the relation with yourself. I think that it's important to have a good habits, even with nutrition, exercise, and everything like that is a balance. And it's, I think that it's totally connected with your mental health. And it's necessary. So I feel that the, when you have that relation with yourself, check you can accomplish the next one. That is the, re the, the relation with the others. That's, an, that's yeah. another level. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. If you take care of yourself physically, mentally, you know, yeah, you said nutrition, exercise, your mental health, then you're stronger, stronger and strong enough to help others. I figured it out recently when I went, I went to Colombia like um, two months ago and I was with my friends they, they have kids and stuff. And they say, today is the day for candy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, a day with a candy. Okay. So it's just today. And now I remember that in Colombia, we don't have, like you guys have here. You go to Costco and you buy like a box of chocolate, a box, a 20 box of cereals, uh, chips, <laughs> all the flavors that you can imagine. We don't have that. In Colombia, you have rice, potatoes, veggies, protein, water, and that's it, you know? And we don't give the option to the kids to think about sugar too much. So you have this time that you can go give money and they go to the little market and buy just one drink. How can that help you? Yeah, so you, do, you don't give the option. But here is the anxiety of consumption. What it is hard to keep it in shape because you have all those kids. It's all over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. constant. There's so much excess, yeah. Yeah, I would say when we have visited you, I mean, you eat very healthy. Your I mean, the Colombian food is healthy, and your mom like was amazing. Even your dad would cook for us, and it was so fun to go there and have just different foods. and And they were your parents. First of all, I just want to say how kind and welcoming, and like you would like we'd go to the pool and set a towel down, and your mom would have it up and in the dryer or in the washer and folded. And like I felt like she, I was like, you don't have to be my maid, but she just loved to serve. She loved to help. She loved to help us feel welcome. She loved to cook for us and just a cool, I mean, and then your dad's always making us laugh. And I know we, we love to be around people. We don't like the solitude. I always, you know, like every time that I go for a road trip here, I see this little house in the middle of nowhere. And my husband is, that's so beautiful. I love it. This is the middle and I say, that's a silly killer that he lives there. Who wants to in <laughs> Who can live like that? You have to, you have to be a serial killer or something. No, 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 no. You know, I understand that you want a me, you know, a time for yourself in silence. But no, you need, you need noise. You need people. You need to go out. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah it's part of our, of our goal. You know, we like to be around people, and so when you are in my home, you will be my guest, and I be basically your maid because that's what. <laughs> Yeah, so I think the small habits are important to the relation with yourself. So the the city that you grew up in was it? It was a big city, like. It's, yeah, it's the four most big, like the four bigger city in the country. Yeah, I think is um, almost two okay. millions people live there. And you lived more in like an apartment style home rather than like a single family yeah. home, right? And you, how you grow up in more of a, an apartment complex. Yeah, in Colombia, we don't use houses since the 90s, I will guess, 80s, for security, overpopulation, you know. To have a house, mm. is, you, you, you have to have a private security system, blah, blah, blah. In buildings, it's different because you pay a private security that go inside, like a, like a hotel. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, oh right. Yeah. But the security guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah and for sense. me, if you tell me, I always say to my husband, let's sell this house and buy an apartment. I love small spaces because <laughs> I want to have the control to clean. <laughs> and I don't have the control when you have a four bedrooms, a house, patio. Mm. That's a lot of things to do. And I, no, no, no. Oh, that's so <laughs> true. I, my... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's less too is much. more. Yeah, right? I'm thinking about, okay, I, I like to downsize too. I'm sick of all those rooms Cleaning. to keep clean. I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. And then, yeah, if you need a space, you go to the park with a playground, the kids, and it's a yeah. way yeah. to, to walk and, and do your exercise. You don't need this as too much space. It's, no, no, no. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you've lived in places you can do that all year between Columbia, California, Florida. True. You can be at the park all year. We've got snow on the ground outside. Yeah, it's freezing here. I know. It's pretty. The snow's it's, really it's pretty. pretty today. It's cold, though. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I, I, I live, lo- uh, yeah, we, in Colombia, we use apartments. That's what we use. Yeah. So another question I had. So you, um, growing up, your mom was the principal of a boys' Catholic school, and your dad was a gynecologist. Is that right? Yes. So he was a doctor with, like, delivering babies for women? Yes. Okay. Did he work at a hospital there or um, is it, is it similar to that profession here? I was just curious a little bit more about that as well. Uh, It's very similar. He used to work in a huge, like a huge hospital in my city, but also he started working with with the government to make like a public little hospitals in small villages just to help people. So uh, giving them the uh, birth control because, you you know, that uh, in the poverty, people doesn't have money for birth control. And, you know, so right. he focused his career in his latest years in public little hospitals in small villages. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, he was very altruist um, because he came from a very poor family without any money. There were like 10 kids inside for a a small house, mm-hmm. and he always dreamed about to be the doctor because, you know, the doctor is the figure that always will have money to provide for the family. And um, he was to a public school, a great uh, honor students, and he uh, got this scholarship in the best university in Colombia, uh, that is called La Javeriana, Universidad Javeriana in Bogota. So he finish his career and say now that I have money I have a professional I help my parents now I will find a wife and he met my mom when she was 15 but you know it was too early and he came to the neighborhood and I said do you know if Ruth is still single and they say yes and this is the phone number blah blah, blah. and he called her they went out and he, you know, pick up her with her, his car, his new car, a doctor <laughs> diploma. And, and, and he said, I want you to be my girlfriend. And she said, yes. The first day. Wow. And <laughs> first <date. laughs> That's awesome. For the other side of my mom, she was like, I just ended a relationship. And I'm, I was thinking about, okay, I'm 38 years old. The first idiot that say, you want to get married? I will do. So that's my, my mom's perspective. <laughs> so he was. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it was that many years later they met. Were they both young when they first met or? They were older. He saw her because 
his older brother was the boyfriend of one of my aunts. So he met my mom oh, okay. when she was 15. Yeah, they say hi, whatever, but oh, no. And he was, how old was he at that time? Was he also like a teenager? They were like five years apart, so. Okay, so he just kind of remembered her. Oh, that's so cool. And then all those years later, he went back to find her. That's, that's really you know, cute. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really cool because your dad, um, like you're saying, as he progressed in his career, he was very concerned with like turning his expertise outward and helping others. And then you also mentioned that your mother, um, you, she was the principal of a Catholic school and that school had a huge focus on like charity and giving back to the community. So I think it's really cool that it seems like that was a theme in your life and in your family, like kind of looking outward and serving others. And I feel like I feel that from you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in everything that you're saying, even these perspectives and mindsets, it's all like you're doing it for yourself, but you also want to help others around you. So anyway, I think it's a really cool kind of background that your parents gave you. And then it's turned you into this amazing person. So yeah, yeah. I think I, in, the, in his funeral, I met a lot of people that I didn't know. And they always say like, hey, I want to say thank you because your father paid me my career. And I didn't know that, you know, oh, he wow. paid my career. He paid my school. He paid, he, he helped me how to buy a car, blah, 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 blah. And this like, a, it was a bus. Okay. They hired a bus. So there was like a 50 people from his neighborhood that went to the funeral and they start to say that your dad was a legend in the neighborhood. He was Aww. like his dream. He wants to be the doctor that can help his community. And also in our daily life, like uh, we have access because the economy of the country, we have access to have mates and stuff. Um, if we, we got this mate that didn't finish the school, like even the elementary. Uh, my mom said, you know what? Yeah, I know that you need this job, but also the education is so important. So I will give you the opportunity to go at nine and finish and finish the school, and then you will have a career. This lady now is um, she is like a principal of this school in Colombia. That's really cool. yeah. Oh, she wow. is grateful every you know every year she go visit my mom and stuff. That is oh, awesome. that's so cool. Yeah, I know. I, I always have that in mind because uh, service is something that life have this weird way where people are givers or takers. And I think that uh, my family, in my, in my family, we are givers because God bless us with this gift. Um, I I will continue with this legacy, of course, mm, to service all. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's really I think neat. that's one, you know, obviously funerals are for kind of closure and to honor the person that has passed. But when my mom passed, it is people come out of the woodworks that you didn't know yeah. that they helped. And it's such a beautiful healing thing because I knew my mom was amazing. And then realizing so many other people were the recipient of her. She was also very oriented with service. And so, oh, my, your mom and dad did this for me and your mom did that for me. And your mom taught me this. And Isn't that beautiful? Um, it's a good way to kind of heal, you mm. know, when you're mourning them to know how many lives they touched. Totally. In, you know, and right. the kind of person that they were. So that's well, and cool. it's so neat. Like with your dad, I mean, look at this like legacy that he left. You know, and all these people that he's helped. And anyway, it just is really inspiring and it's an inspiring. amazing way to live. Yeah, and it makes me think like, okay, I want to be a giver too. I don't want to be a taker. I want to be right. a giver. So. There is a book called Give and Take, and I. Can't... 
Yeah, I think, yeah, they talk about that, uh -huh. givers and takers. Uh -huh. But I think that takers are not bad. It's just people that it looks that some people have easy way to live, but it's not easy. They have challenges also, I guess, that everybody. But um, I think that they are not bad. What I say is like a, some people have the gift to give and some people are a good takers. You know, like, like, yeah. Oh, I just looked it up. It's actually Adam Grant, which we mention him on oh. our show all the time, who I love. And I did oh, read the cool. book years ago. Um, Adam Grant. So he also has a book called Think Again that I'm just finished in it. Yeah, my husband read it, that book. And I remember. Cool. And I like that you point out that it's not not bad to be a taker either. They both probably have good qualities, but um, if you naturally lean towards giver and you can lean into that, I feel like you could do so much good. Yeah. We need to remember that some people have even problems to socialize, you know, like, uh, it's, yeah, it, like introverts or something. Yeah. So that will be a good taker. For example, they need you as a extrovertive, but they, you know what I mean? They are taking your energy and you are helping them. You know, it's, I, I think that. And that's okay. And yeah. that's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a really cool way to look at it. I like that. So, yeah, Katya, you're a Zumba instructor, right? Yeah, I am Zumba instructor. I have like um, 12 years now doing Zumba. I feel like Zumba <laughs> is a party. Every time you or you have some event, didn't you get to like perform at a football game? I mean, yeah. it just seems like really fun. It's oh, a fun. big part of my life and I, it's, a, it's an amazing tool because uh, for some people that uh, working out is something natural and they love it. I don't feel happiness in a treadmill or running. And <laughs> when I hear people like I, I feel complete when I run and I say, oh my gosh, I don't know. I feel miserable. <laughs> But yeah. I never feel this connection with uh, working out. But dancing is a, a big part of my of my life. I always have, you know, in dancing schools, uh, we have the second uh, biggest carnival in the world in Barranquilla. So mm. you know the carnival, the carnival of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, that's the biggest one in the world. We have the second. So carnival is part of our culture and dancing too. And I always when in the carnival, dancing in the street, in the parades and stuff. And um, finally, uh, this guy from my country actually creates Zumba. And uh, and that was the, you know, the perfect, the perfect connection with me and working out. And that's uh, something that I do every day. And that's my therapy, my time of uh, connection with myself. The time that I, you know, uh, my meditation, I call it my meditation. So... I I used to, you know, I start to have these episodes of anxiety. I don't know if you guys experienced that. I never experienced that before. And um, going to to dance helped me a lot. Yeah, we talked with that um, on our episode with Emily Nelson that started High Fitness. That's kind of probably an American Zumba in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, she talked about that. The most important thing about exercise is find something you love, not something that you're going to dread but something that you enjoy doing and that brings you, you know, all the benefits, not just the physical benefits, but the mental benefits, like yeah. you're saying. Um, that's super important to find whatever, if it's hiking, if it's, yeah, Zumba or exactly. whatever it is, just find it. Yeah. That's really cool. So it did, I mean, you were having anxiety. Were you feeling just anxious overall or, I mean, in like panic attack type stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so hard. And then when you started Zumba, you, that's really cool. You found that link. Yeah. No, I, I realized later that those episodes are connected with the low iron. I suffered about low iron and I didn't know 
that when you oh, have boy. a low oh. iron in a, that gives you this um, panic attacks, the sensation that you, you know, that you had uh, start to beating fast and you need to breathe mm. fast or whatever, uh, is because your iron level are low. And I start to go mm. go to therapies and this guy, no, it was a girl. And she told me like, uh, I don't, I don't feel that, <laughs> I don't think that you have something in your mind. I think that it is physical. You should go to a, a, take your uh, blood test and you will tell me if your iron is fine because that's something that is physical connected. And I didn't know that. I went to take a blood test and that's what happened. My iron was super low and I started to, t- to take uh, iron pills every day and I, I started feeling better. Sometimes it, it, it will appear and I don't know now if it's connected with iron because I didn't take it. Uh, take a blood test every time but what i know now is if i do something physical like a zumba or dancing or whatever uh, i got better and that's That's really cool well thank you for sharing that that's yeah i think so many people so many of us have struggled with anxiety at times and different things so those are two really good tips like get your iron checked you know and and find find some exercise exercise. yeah that's really Um, great anyway i just wanted to ask what is the most, you know, a cool, cool experience or memorable experience of your Zumba? I know you've done a lot of different music videos and football game and, and just your day-to-day classes. Like, what's your favorite part of the Zumba? That's like, uh, Jay will say your nerdy convention, but <laughs> we, have your, we have a Zumba World Convention every year in Orlando. So people around the world goes there it were, it's like a eight thousand people wow. and for for the first time we have the the opportunity to do a master class about the barranquillas carnival and oh, cool. the one of the zumba uh, found found how to say founders uh, uh, is my friend from my elementary school so the friend oh. the friend that we do you know the, that friend that you make all the dances, the shows in your family. And we, as you know, the little kids, we want to do this show. You know, that was that yeah. friend. You know what I mean? And we do a lot of shows in the school. Every time we were think, thinking about choreographies, about dancing. When we are little and we finish the school together since little uh, kindergarten till oh, high school. Wow. That's the founder of Zuma. One of them. One of them. And she's Vicky Sabarra, yeah. So uh, she called me and, say, and she called me crying. Okay, we have the carnival uh, class, <laughs> master class in this convention and you will be with me. So this year um, was the first one and we, you know, all the, crea- the, 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 the dream that we have as a little girl, we uh, accomplish in this convention and to see people from Japan, to, to see people from Russia, Africa, and, and we saw this group of Africa that say that is the same dance. So they, they were crying oh. with the music and we were too, and we didn't know, but we are oh. feeling the connection and we are like, oh my God, it was so excited. So I, I think that was my, the, the most important uh, event that we have. And also, like you said, um, we have the halftime show in this football game, in the Marlins Stadium. Is Marlins? I don't know what is the football team, of, of Florida, dolphins. Is it, was it dolphins, dolphins, dolphins. Oh. The dolphins. <laughs> the dolphins. 
Our husbands caught deer are going to be really disappointed in this. Oh my! You say, "Oh boy!" You say, "Oh boy!" I think the Marlins is it's a baseball. baseball. I just go for the hot dogs and soda. I don't know yes, what it is. For sure. So we, a, a lot of great experience, but um, like I told your friend, Lindsay, the most um, powerful thing that happened with Zumba is that we built a community of women, different yeah. backgrounds, different ages. Um, now we have like a group of 80, 80 women and we have these, you know, Friendsgivings, picnics at the beach, ping party. We create everything like Yesterday, no, on Tuesday, we have this ugly sweater party and we have a um, awards ceremony. So the oh. most, the, 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 the one that is so, how do you say, it, it is always late. This is a word for that. that you know, like, yeah. the funniest, the, you know, the one that doesn't know how to dance, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, That's so fun. I love that, yeah, that you found connection, connection there. And that's- and, yeah. You learn a lot. Yeah, human yeah. human life is to find connection somewhere. Connection, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, sometimes I don't realize that I live in a paradise. Seriously, this is um, so amazing, so diverse, so beautiful, and sunny. Yeah, you get yeah the good weather, and you get the diversity of all different cultures and people and everything. So yeah, yeah. So wow, you've already given us so much. I know. Um, when we were chatting just for a minute. Um, beforehand you were telling me about this like clothing line that you have oh, yeah. created that and it kind of goes along with your Zumba so do you want to tell us a little bit about that you know that I go to the gym every day um, I, I start to okay I need to buy more uh, active wear and I found it so so expensive he, like you know the great quality is expensive yeah, yeah. and I say you know what uh, as a Colombia I have this chance um, to know all the brands that we have Colombia is um recognized for coffee roses mm-hmm. and clothing we have a yeah <laughs> we have a great quality of fabrics um so i start to you know to talk with different brands and they say okay let's start i give you a wholesale price blah 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 and i start the business and i have a multi brand right now of uh, 10 different brands from colombia and um it, it, the name of the brand is circle m why M? Because my daughter's Mia, but also a we, women, how's a women? And in Spanish, it's mujeres with M. Oh. So circle, circle of women. You know, that, that's what I want to mean. Circle mujeres. Because at the end of the time, you build a community. You say hi to this lady in the gym and you start to be friends and blah, blah, blah. And it's a circle. And, you know, you, yeah. you want to be cute also. Like I told you, I put even intention to go to the gym. I match my colors with the day. You know, it's gray. The day is yeah, it's rainy. I will put gray. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Match the weather. Match yeah. your mood. Yeah. I have like more than a year with the business and um, it's doing awesome and I loved it. And I thinking about how to be more effective because, uh, you know, I don't have enough time for deliveries and stuff. And I, uh, yeah. And right now in this stage that I need to think about uh, to hire somebody to yeah, help wow. me or something That's like really that. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So we'll um, put that in the show notes, but yeah, yeah. circle M active wear. Yeah. And, anyone listening you should go check out their clothes because they're super cute and like you were saying they're really high quality um and not pricey that's the the most important thing that i yeah, want not to pricey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
That's perfect. But the good quality, yeah. Yeah, so she's on Instagram at Circle M Activewear and then a website, CircleMActivewear.com. So. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes of this for sure and the description. Oh, thank you. So that's so cool. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank Um, you. So as we're wrapping up, maybe you could give us some new life perspectives after coming, you know, going through your life transitions, which, you know, we talked about moving to America, um, you know, marrying and boy that was religious at the time. An American. Yeah. yeah, And an American. And then uh, losing your dad. And, you know, so what are some life perspectives you could share with us? Let's start for the the culture thing, like the difference between cultures. I think that um, the learning about that is uh, in this world, you need to be aware that the world is so huge. So you don't need to be so rigid in every in your belief or in your perspective. You need to think about um, l- life is just with plenty of options, colors, uh, you know, um, options that that you don't need to be so rigid. You need to be open and um, about any difference and be flexible. That's one thing that I learned. You need uh, in everything. You need to be flexible every time. You need to see the perspective from the other side. Um, that gives you, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't it doesn't make you feel that you always have the right. Uh, you know, that's that's beautiful. That to understand that life is with plenty of options. It's not that rigid. You don't need to be a square. You need yeah. to be, uh, you, you need yeah. to open your mind. That's one thing that I learned uh, with the uh, living in the United States um, with, a, with a Mormon guy that, you know, as a mother, I just want to teach my, my daughter that um, how to deal with problems, how to deal with suffering, I want to make her a stronger person, a good person with good values. Um, and also with the most stronger thing that helped me in my life, that is confidence in yourself. I think that um, with in my life, in my, in my case, I, and we didn't talk about that, but I, I, <laughs> I, want, to, I want to tell you that um, I was a very uh, shy, very shy girl. And I didn't feel beautiful. But uh, early age of my life, I realized that. I think that because my parents told me, you know, you are not that pretty, but you can have <laughs> you can have a lot of powerful tools. Tools. You need to dress good. You need to dance. You need to talk. You need to be the light of the party. And you will have everything. And that helped me a lot. I, I think that um, I understand in very, very early years that, to be confident, even in the way that you walk, it gives you a message for the others. So I think that uh, confidence is so powerful. And uh, that's one thing that we need to teach our kids, that with confidence you can achieve any anything any, and you can accomplish any dream. Another thing that I learned, create in your mind your dreams and the dreams will come true. And yeah, I think I believe totally that I create this imagine of my husband and I have it. I remember when I, I was in San Diego, we didn't have any money. And I, I, I always drive uh, around this complex of buildings and I say, I will live there. Someday I will live there. And we lived there for two years. So yeah, I see created in your mind, believe in yourself, yeah, manifest. manifest. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also visualize every problem, like I told you, with a simple image of a cloud and go through the cloud and find the sun inside of you because everybody has a sun inside of, of, of yourself. And also remember the connection with yourself, small habits, small habits, put intention in everything. The way that you go to the church, the way that you go to a restaurant, a day for a husband, decoration in your house, uh, the clothes for you, feel good with yourself, is important to have the, that, um, you know, ch- check. Now I'm good with myself. Now I need to be good with the others. And I think that is important, the connection with yourself. Put intention in everything. How do you feel with all these clothes in Mexico? Oh, I felt, yeah, feel I good? felt amazing. <laughs> yeah. I loved all those clothes you picked up for me. I wish I, I need to go somewhere where I can wear them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna have to have her help. Oh me yeah, now. please! Yeah. I love. I mean, that so fast. She just sent me, oh. yeah, websites and links. You you would look beautiful in this, and then you can put this with this. And I'm like, oh, oh wow, so fun, so that's awesome. Yeah, so that's it. That, that what I learned, and you know, that I can share with you guys. Yes, I love that. I can't remember exactly how you said it, but when I asked you, you said something like, "I love this challenge. I love this assignment, or something." And you were just yeah. I was worried about my English because it's getting worse and worse with the years. Uh, every time that I go to McDonald's or whatever, they answer to me in Spanish, and I I don't have anybody to practice my English. Well, you live, I mean, you live in an area where there's quite a few Latins, right? I mean, it's almost obviously you you know speak English and your daughter, and you live in America. But... Oh my gosh, I think that everybody here is Latin, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so it's hard. It's hard to to That's practice so awesome. that. I, you know. I think that um, do you guys understand me? That's the most important thing. <laughs> yes, we are yes. getting some good. Oh yeah, things for sure. From you, for yeah. sure. So there was a quote that you um, when we were kind of going back and forth with um, the emails that you sent, and you said the way we talk about our suffering changes our suffering. So I thought I loved that, and yeah, like um, like for example, with the loss of my father, everybody you know when they came with disrespect about your pain, and then you know they want to cheer you up. And then you start to talk about beautiful things because if somebody say, hey, I, I, so I'm sorry for the loss of your dad, you say, no, but he was such an amazing person. And you start to talk about all those positive legacy that now you have and you overcome this pain with gratitude. I think that everything in the perspective of gratitude changed everything. And that's the way that you talk when you talk, if you, if I will keep it quiet and I, oh, I don't want to talk with anybody. I don't, you know what I mean? Your mind will, will still thinking, how can live with this pain? How can I live with this absence of my, you know, my father? How can I live with this emptiness that I'm feeling right now? But if you start to, you know, I, I, I want to talk with people and then it forces you to remember how lucky you are to be his daughter or to live with him and all these years and all these remembrance, everything, you'll feel grateful and you overcome this pain very quickly. I just feel lucky that I was her daughter and that's what I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's come up a lot is just having, if you have some gratitude, then you can get through your suffering because there's always things to, you know, have gratitude for, and like you said, just the fact you got to have him as your dad and you got to have him in your life, you know, yes, it's sad he's gone, but you have the gratitude of the time you 
we're able to have with them and to talk about all the amazing things. I, and, and, yeah, and again, it's, it's, it's also important that you give your best. That's like I told you, that's so, so important. If you give your best as a daughter, you feel peace because you feel that you don't have any anything that you didn't do. You know, because sometimes you look somebody and say, I wish... I could tell my mom this, I could tell my dad this, or I do this. I, would, I did everything for him. And because I did my get, my best, yeah. like I always say to Mia, like she's a, you know, a teenager right now. And I said to Mia, I remember when I was a teenager, I don't want to go to a church. Of course, I don't want it, you know. But then I realized that Sundays Sunday is for my family. And no matter how no matter how good was the party on Saturday, Sunday I wake up early and share my day with my parents. We went to the church, we went to eat outside, and I want to laugh with them and I want to, you know, to talk about my problems with them. And now I say I'm, I'm grateful that I did that because there is no anything that I regret, anything that was, you know, pending or something that I didn't do with them. I lived with them five years. I gave them the resident of the United States. That was something that they dream about it. And you know what I mean? In my heart, it's just have, I have peace. And that peace, I found it because I give myself as a daughter. And I then now today, I realized that, you know what? I need to give my best as a mother too. I need to give my best as a friend. I want to be remembered like I remember my father, you know, I want that people remember me as a good person, you know? And yeah. So now I, I feel like every day I want to give my best. I love that message. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I think I, I'm like, what can I comment? But you said it perfectly. So <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. This All right. It's been so great. Yeah. It's been you. really good. Oh, boy, so yeah, having you. Yes. You've been amazing. Do you have any other points you'd like to address that we haven't covered yet? I think that we covered pretty much everything, yeah. right? No, I feel, I, I just want to say um, that um, I really admire the thing that you guys are doing right now because it's such a, you know, I feel that you guys are doing a dream maybe for you guys. You know, it's a dream to have a podcast and mm-hmm. it's a dream also to be in a podcast and to talk with <laughs> to, to people that can hear okay. me and you know that can know a little and a, a little bit about me and you know to to think about that yeah. I helping maybe somebody they want to hear a message today that um, it made me feel so happy and grateful that I, I I'm here with you guys. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think your perspective is going to help a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And just also like so enlightening. You know, it's a different. Um, background than a lot of us had and so I feel like I've learned a lot and also just your perspectives are just really amazing and beautiful yeah. so thanks. and you are like you said your dad it you know was is just a very positive person yeah and, and a giver and yeah oh, daddy, yeah hilarious oh yeah I mean when we're with Katya it is a party it's laughing it's music it's fun that's it's, so fun I know um so maybe I feel like you've maybe said some of these points but if you just have to you know to wrap up the conversation how do you find beauty in life after going through these transitions I I found beauty every, every time that I wake up and, and say, you know, I need to stand up and do the little things, the little things, do like as a big blessing, like wake up, do your bed, 
take a shower, dress nice, have that coffee in the morning, go outside, say thank you for everything, all the blessings that you have. And I and, and and that's the way to see beauty in every day. Also remembering that the pain and the ocean pain is part of your life. But you need to you need you know what I mean. You need to continue with that, but also be grateful, being grateful about every detail, everything that you have. So that's how I feel, I feel beauty. I feel beauty, in, yeah, putting in, putting intention is hard because you know sometimes you don't want to dress up nice, sometimes you don't want to take a shower, just get up of that bed, talk with somebody, uh, read a book, I don't know, don't don't be like a lazy, don't don't have a lazy day, have a purpose mm-hmm. every day. Purpose, yeah, have yes. a purpose every day, Ooh, I, I love that, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We've loved this conversation with you. And um, yeah, I'm just excited for others to hear it. Yeah. So I think you have a great perspective. So many different things that can apply to all parts of our lives. Yeah, there's a lot. And um, we'll definitely share your, how people can find you, like find your clothing shop online and yeah. And link up to your, your social media. Okay, well, this has been awesome, and I love talking Thank to you. Thank you for inviting me, and I, that this this was awesome. I think that we, I feel that I was with you guys drinking a coffee or something, and yeah, hanging out together. Yeah, we're hanging and out together. Yeah, thank you for the invitation, really Tilly. You are so special to me, and I just feel grateful that you cross in my journey, and I want to have you the, my, my entire life because you are an awesome person. Just remember that. You're, you're light. You are light. Okay. Thank you, Katya. Thank you. you. So are you as well. I love you so much. Okay. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and followed along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at beautiful shifts podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life Start again, my mind is free now I can feel the truth in me I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong Here's Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own I feel the strength